the fruit. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everyone. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. Going to get by my faithful co-host. We got Chevin Nooney, Phil Porchman, Simmons, and Nate Christian. Gentlemen, how are we tonight? Woo! Woo! Uh, Woo! We're going to do that again. <laughs> Woo! Sounds I'm like ready. I'm ready to barking. fight fight people after the last podcast. Oh, Sounds geez. like we have a couple Fred Durst in here. All we need is a red backwards Yankees hat. I have one person in particular that I'm ready to fight with. Oh my gosh. Phil? What? Yeah, Phil. Mm. Phil. Okay. Can't look over <laughs> my wall. Pretend like I'm looking at him. <laughs> Sounds great. So today we're going to be talking about some overhyped wide receivers. Just uh, you know, continuing on with that overhyped theme overall. So let's see. What are we going to be looking at? Why are they overhyped? The expectations, the offense, ADP. What do you think it is? And it looks like I am actually going to kick it off. You're welcome. So I think the overhyped player right now is Drake London. If you remember from a few (laughs) weeks ago, Dan Rozier had quite a few words about Drake London. Keep Drake cut. He is wide receiver 12 and DLF wide receiver 13. He has never stepped foot on an NFL game field. He has set foot on an NFL practice field for all those people like to point out Every little thing that I say is incorrect. He's never played an NFL game, and he's an offense with a Mariota-Ritter combination and a questionable run game, although I do think Tyler Algier is pretty decent. Remember, who's been on Tyler Algier the longest? Point at the guy who's been on him the longest. This guy. Thank you. Mike. I just think in that range, there's guys that I'd want over him. Right? I mean, for example, Garrett Wilson is wide receiver 22. I will gladly take Garrett Wilson at wide receiver 22 over Drake London at wide receiver 12. Do you guys agree? Do you disagree? I'll wait. If we're just talking rookies, I'll wait on Chris Olave. You know what I mean? Maybe Jameson Williams is going after him. I didn't bring the ADP up. Good job, Mike. Um but like I said, Chris Olave, you could probably get the same production this year, maybe from a Romeo Dubs, who's been getting a lot of camp hype out there. Romeo, Romeo. Although I know Jair Alexander did shut him down in camp. Also one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. Shuts down everybody. It's good that they're putting Dubs on a guy like Alexander, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? It shows that they believe in this guy. Aaron believes in this guy. Yeah. I do think his situation improves over time. I don't think Atlanta is going to be a festering cesspool forever once they get their quarterback situation figured out. And look, you know, I understand we're talking about the questionable run game. This is what you do in a rebuild. You don't invest high draft capital when you're rebuilding your team. In the NFL or your fantasy team, both of those can be true. Um, So I think in probably like a year or two at the most, his situation is going to be much better. Maybe Bryce Young gets there. People like him. Or the best quarterback in the class gets there, Will Levis. Um, you know, like I said before, Gary, <laughs> I saw that look, Nate. That's fine. I'm Debbie Mike. I can say 
I mean, I don't mind Will Levis, but call him the best quarterback in the class. This so ain't like the 2022 draft class. For the record, I am not a Bryce Young fan, but we will get to him in a little bit. I do like C.J. Stroud. I do would love to see him work the middle and the short game a little bit better. But it's Ohio State. They could just throw the ball all over the field because they have, like, the best wide receivers in the country year in and year out. So, you know. Yes, we do. Thanks, why Brian throw to Jeremy Ruckert when you don't have to, right? <laughs> because Garrett Wilson has five yards of separation on every cornerback that he's facing. Uh, but I'll definitely take Garrett Wilson. And here's the thing. I would trade Drake London straight up for Garrett Wilson. Bob says that's silly because there's a value gap there. <laughs> you can have them at a similar value, but you need to exploit the higher perceived value of London. Thanks, Bob. Okay. Then I'll take Garrett Wilson in a 2023 third, Robert Van Duzer. Wow. There's your value gap. So um, that is what I got. And I forgot to put myself on the big screen. Sorry about that for anybody watching out there. But, Chev, let's go to your overhyped wide receiver. Yeah, and, I mean, it's somebody that I've talked about a good amount. It's somebody that I think is a really good player, but the situation for me is just – it's, it's never been too great for him, and that's Terry mm-hmm. McLaurin. I think I think he's incredible. I think he's an impressive player. The QB play is what really scares me. I know Wentz is coming in. He played pretty well last season. Michael Pittman and him had a good connection. I think there's a lot more weapons there, though. I think you got Antonio Gibson coming out of the backfield. You got Jahan Dotson, who's looked good in camp, who – Nate was really high on. And I mean, for where he was getting drafted at, I think we all were like, oh, Jahan Dotson's second round. Yeah, I'm going to take every bit I can. Um, so I think Terry McLaurin, I think he has the talent. I just don't think we will see the consistency from him that's going to make him a wide receiver 22 or wide receiver 18 in ADP. I mean, he's been around that area his whole career. Maybe Wentz gets him there. I can see where it happens, but I'm. I'm not willing to risk it on Terry McLaurin. I'd much rather have guys like Mike Evans, Rashad Bateman uh, moving forward, I think are better options. I mean, Mike Evans, we can count on him to get 1,000 yards and about 10 touchdowns with Tom Brady as long as they're together. So I'm sticking with those two guys over Terry McLaurin. I think for me, the where he becomes overhyped is by everybody else. I think they just push his trade value way too high than what it really should be. And that's Mm -hmm. for me – I don't really care about ADP. That's for me where he's overhyped the most is just in the community and what I have to pay to get him. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm I'm just never going to have a share of him probably. What do you think you need to add to Terry McLaurin to get to a Rashad Bateman or a Mike Evans? I don't I mean, in ADP, they're both below him in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I mean, I don't so think, why yeah, would I have like, to add more? Okay. I guess I, I guess I don't know well, on that part, but. I mean, it's, it's one of those things we're talking about perceived production, right? So maybe. Maybe we're talking about a league that's already established, not drafting. So these guys that are holding these players might perceive them as a higher value than a Terry McLaurin. So let's say you're trying to negotiate with Nate because you want Rashad Bateman. All right, it's not going to happen. It's not happening. Let's say I have I mean, Rashad Jeff. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, too, too. Would you, would you do that trade, Rashad Bateman, for Justin Jefferson? I mean, I would. Yeah. I would. I would trade David for Justin Jefferson. Yeah, Fair enough. So, I, all right, then we'll we'll go with somebody reasonable. Let's say I have Rashad Bateman, Chev, because I'm not a Ravens fan. That's why I say that. What do you think would get me to move Rashad Bateman for your Terry McLaurin? I honestly, 
don't know, maybe a second or a third. I'm not giving you another first to get. I'll take to a second. Done deal. All right, send there it through. Commission will approve it. And I think that's a fair <laughs> deal. Terry McLaurin a second, and I'll tell you what. I'll give you a fourth back with Rashad Bateman too. Throw some fab in there. And get I the want a dollar of fab, and then we'll swap fab. Swap fab. Wow. Yep. It's like swapping cooties. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Rashad Bateman, Phil, you're not a fan. And um, Nate, I think you're going to have some words with Phil. That's okay. Um, I think now, I think it's just based off of um, just too much hype going on with Twitter. And I listen to it on the radio. Everybody's hyping up Rashad Bateman. His ADP is going up. And for me personally, I'm really not seeing it. Um, and I think it's not based off of Bateman because I love, totally love his talent. Um, I think it's totally just based off of Baltimore Raven wide receiver history. And I just can't, it's been years and years since they had a thousand yard receiver. And I want to say it's been, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, it has been zero years because Mark Andrews and Marquise I'm, Brown I both said, had 1,000 years last year. Yeah, I, I understand that. But listen, on a history basis, before last year, it was Mike Wallace in 2016. Wow. And they had to throw the ball because they had no running backs last year. Eagles legend Mike Wallace. <laughs> You have you have JK Dobbins. Zero catches, there. one fractured leg. Cheers. Right. <laughs> you got you get JK Dobbins back. You possibly can get a Gus Edwards back. I'm not sure how his rehab is coming back at this point. Not um, good, Phil. Apparently he might start the yeah. season on the pup, which is the physically unable to perform list. Yeah. Oh, so I thought that not... was the tournament in the underdog. That's the, the puppy. puppy. And if you use the, the promo bowl. code rewind, they match up to $100 right now. Nice. Right. So it's, I think it's just based off of history. And I think at this point, we had all their running backs. They weren't, um, they were hurt and they were forced to throw the ball and forced to throw the ball. And it worked for a period of time. But I think this year, they're going to get back to what they know. And as long as Greg Roman is there, he's going to pound the rock. And I just don't see Lamar Jackson going to be able to sustain um, a, a wide receiver that's going to have a thousand yards, a, a boatload of touchdowns, and nobody else that's going to be reliable on the other side, not including Mark Andrews. Because are we going to believe in a Devin Duvernay? Not really. I'm not going to believe in a James Prochet, and he just got hurt today. I'm not sure if it was major or not, but I was a big fan of his. But he doesn't he doesn't uh, have any separation in his in his player profile. So if they're just saying, okay, if I got to cover Mark Andrews and I got to cover uh, uh, Rashad Bateman, it seems like Mark Andrews won't get open anyway. So he's going to continue to keep throwing him the ball. And Rashad Bateman, is he going to get the ball on a consistent enough basis for week to week to compete with the other players that's ranked around him? Me personally, I don't think so. Uh, Chris Godwin's healthy. He's back. He's 22 years old. I understand that. But then you have a Chris Olave. A Garrett Wilson, Terry Judy, he's going to get open. He has a new quarterback, Elijah Moore, who's been playing really well in, in practice. Um, to me personally, I'd rather have those guys over Rashad Bateman, who's going to get an inconsistent amount of targets from week to week. But that's just me personally. Would you Can like we just to talk about how Marquise Brown had 145 targets and only had a thousand yards? I'm basing How that off that of, basing off of last year. I'm basing it off of last year. They had no running game. 
They get all their running backs back this year, and Greg Roman's going to go back to his regular old way. They going they they had freaking Devontae Freeman. He wasn't going to do much for you. <laughs> Devontae Freeman. He wasn't going to do much. They get they get yeah. back premier talent in the backfield, and I don't think they're going to continue to throw the. They had to throw the ball last year out of necessity. This year, I don't think they're going to throw the ball out of necessity because they're going to go back to what they know. They rebuilt the the offensive line. And I think they're just going to continue to give the ball to J.K. Lamar is going to still run, and the offense is going to be built around a Mark Andrews. I'm not saying I don't think Rashad Bateman is good again. I just don't think he's going to get the consistent amount of targets based on the history that they were doing prior to last year with the bevy of injuries. Now, if they get the injuries again, okay, he's probably going to ball out. But I don't. I think that was just an anomaly type of season. Yes, I like Lamar Jackson because people say I, I'm going to hate him. But I do like Lamar Jackson. I just don't think on a consistent basis Rashad is going right, to I'll get stop talking. I have a really interesting Baltimore Ravens <laughs> fact. In 2004, Travis Taylor led the Baltimore Ravens 34 catches for 421 yards. And zero <laughs> Travis touchdowns. Taylor? He was yeah, the Baltimore Ravens leading wide receiver that season. That's terrible. Also, Derek Mason, three 1,000-yard seasons, four 1,000-yard seasons. Derek Mason was nice. So um, I understand what you're saying to a point. Um, but personally, I am I think at wide receiver 23 or 25, we'll split the difference, just say wide receiver 24. It's called average, a.k.a. median, for those of mathematicians <laughs> out there. Um, nice. I'm all in on Rashad Bateman. But, hey, we'll agree to disagree. Nate, I think you're all in too. Did you want to – I'll tell you what, we'll just segue into you. You could tell Phil while he's why he's wrong, and then you can tell us about your overhyped wide receiver right away. Yeah, I, I, I can't understand the argument on inconsistent targets week to week when your only competition is Mark Andrews. I don't care if they're going to run the ball more than they did last year. I agree with you. They are. But still, Lamar's going to throw 25 times, 30 times a game. And if Mark's getting 10 of those, where's the other 15, 20 going? At least 10 of those are going to Bateman because the rest of the team, there's no one to worry about. You're going to bring up names like Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore on the same team with also Corey Davis and Zach mother effing Wilson <laughs> who throws a ton of interceptions in practice and can't even stay protected. So I don't know how, how any of those guys around Bateman are better than Bateman. If he, if he was going to like wide receiver 12 right now, sure, I think there'd be a legitimate argument he's overrated since he hasn't proved mm-hmm. it on the field yet. But this is a guy that has a lot of talent coming out of college. He is the absolute bona fide number one wide receiver for this team. He's having a great training camp. He's healthy. Lamar is healthy. Lamar is having a great training camp. They are going to play much similar to 2019 than they did last year with the run-heavy offense. But off of play action – they're going to you know, make a lot of good things happen down the field. And Bateman can get down the field. He can move the chains with like little slots and comebacks. He's going to be you – know, say he gets 120 targets, which I think is more than realistic as long as he stays healthy. I mean, you're looking at easily a wide receiver too. And who is your overhyped wide receiver? My overhyped wide receiver, now that I'm getting over to him, is uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attack Phil and one of his players now. On the Eagles, you know, Devonta Smith, kind of a similar situation to Bateman, except for Devonta Smith actually has competition. And these guys are going uh, rather similarly on keep trade cut, which is just, you know, us valuing players. But when you look at the ADP, Devonta Smith is going at wide receiver 36 in ADP on DLF, while 
on keep trade cut, he's wide receiver 25. That's a huge gap. And now why are we evaluating him higher than we're actually drafting him? I mean, Cause we, you know, Jalen hurts. We know he's not going to have two 1000 yard wide receivers. Um, I, you know, I, I, I highly doubt that at least. Um, and AJ Brown came in and I mean, they got the connection off the field. They're going to have the connection on the field so far. That sounds like it's pretty good. I like Devonta Smith a lot. I really like, I still like Devonta Smith. I think he's very talented, but fantasy wise, his ceiling is very much capped in that offense with the pieces around him. And I, I don't get how we're valuing him at, you know, a fringe wide receiver too. When other players are going to come into this league, and surpass him. It is it's basically guaranteed at this point because AJ Brown has this long contract. Devonta Smith only going to his second year of a five year deal. He's got Jalen Hurts as his quarterback. I think this is kind of his ceiling as you know ADP. So you got to get ahead of the curve, and you know that's why you're drafting Devonta Smith at you know wide receiver 36, 35 because he's not going to improve his ADP in the coming year because he's just going to do the same thing he did last year basically. And, you know, he's probably going to be a career wide receiver three, I think, you know, until he, unless he gets a chance to become, you know, the number one option for the wide receiver core in a different team. But until then, I think he's going to be a, you know, really solid wide receiver three for your team. But you guys have, you have players coming in next year and players who are below him getting better and his ceiling's just capped. So not that I don't like Devonta Smith, but his ceiling's capped for fantasy football. And I don't, I don't see why you'd be drafting him where he, is being valued right now at least yeah i agree with you 100 percent on that one too nate i agree yeah. as well and you know here's the thing i know i know there's there's 17 games in the season but everyone's like well jay brown's gonna have a thousand yards and Devonta smith's gonna have a thousand yards and dallas goddard's gonna have a thousand yards oh and taylor hurts is still gonna run for 700 yards and 10 touchdowns guys there's like so many yards that won't be undefeated you know what that's I mean? the dream team yeah i mean maybe if it was okay. justin herbert or josh allen yeah Sure, different story, but sure. it's not. So, so if I'm gonna if I'm gonna pivot off of Devonta Smith value wise, I'm looking at guys like Marquise Brown, who I think is gonna have a great year in Arizona. I'm looking at Jerry Judy. I'm looking at Rashad Bateman, and I'm even gonna take a look over Jamison Williams if I'm gonna take a shot on some upside. You know, he's he's I think maybe a little undervalued, maybe a little overvalued. Depends on who you ask right now, but he'll come back by the end of the season. I think he's gonna look really good. Love it. It's like Chev's lagging out a little bit. So we'll wait for him to come back. There he is. Where'd he go? He's back. (laughs) Before we head out, T. Higgins, wide receiver 10 on DLF, wide receiver 5 on keep trade cut. Too high, too low, just right. Kind of same deal as Brees Hall last episode. What do you guys think? I mean, uh, this thing's about right. I think the wide receiver ten is better than the wide receiver five, just wow. because I agree. We're, with that. we're going back to the same situation with Devonta Smith, where your fantasy upside is capped because of the competition on your team. Now, you know, if you're looking really long term, he's still cooked. T. Though. Higgins, he ain't gonna probably be on the Bengals forever because no. they're gonna have to pay Chase. They're gonna have to pick either you pay Higgins or you pay Chase. They can't pay both of them and Burrow. They can't do that. No, they can't. This is this is. The best window they will probably have with Burrow on a rookie contract, with Jamar Chase on a rookie contract, with T. Higgins on a rookie contract. As soon mm-hmm. as the first one of those guys comes off, they're going to have to start looking at how they're going to pay all these guys. They can't pay all of them. T. Higgins is going to move to a different team. T. Higgins goes to a different team where he is the bona fide wide receiver one. 
then I understand why you would pick him at the wide receiver five right now overall, because I think he has that kind of potential long-term, but right. you know, he's, he's going to be a bit, bit more hit or miss for the rest of his time on the Bengals. Yeah. And, and it seems like he still was able to get his with Jamar Chase because of uh, they were starting to bracket yeah. Jamar Chase and they, you forget that T Higgins is on the other side and he's still able to cook and, and do what mm-hmm. he needs to do. Yeah, and he's good. You, you, again, sure. and you have a stud quarterback. So if you, like Mike said to the prior statement, if you got a Justin Herbert or a Josh Allen, or in this case a, a Joe Burrow, they can they can sustain two one thousand yard receivers, plus throwing the ball to Joe Mixon. So if, if you got a, a T Higgins, I understand the five and the ten, which most players you don't really understand, especially when he's a wide receiver two on that team, but still mm-hmm. wide receiver one in fantasy. I want to say this. Everyone begins for dead when they drafted Jamar Chase. He played in two less games than he did the previous year. Okay, his rookie season, 67 catches, 908 yards, and six touchdowns. Okay? He played in two less games. He had more catches, 74 catches. He had more yards, 1,091, same amount of touchdowns. Two less games with an alpha wide receiver aside of him. So... We know Joe Burrow can definitely keep it together. And let's not forget, Joe Burrow, correct me if I'm wrong, did he not miss some of the 2020 season? He did. With the knee injury? Yeah. And yet he still had almost 1,000 yards. So, you know, I feel like... Brandon Allen. T. Higgins' trajectory is going to be that of like a Cortland Sutton where because there's these other pieces around him, hold on, just hear me out. Just hear me out. Listen, this is why I do a podcast and I don't just tweet all the time. His trajectory value wise is going to be that of a Cortland Sutton because there's other people around him that people are going to think of before they think of him. Whereas T Higgins is going to be quarterback proof. That's what I was trying to say, Nate, before you're rubbing your face. I know what you're trying to say, Mike. You're just saying it wrong because Cortland Sutton is like wide receiver 20-something. T. Higgins is never going to be considered wide receiver 20-something. He T. Higgins is much more like Mike Evans. Going to be consistently underrated, have similar production. Doesn't matter if Vincent Jackson's across him or whatever. He's going to have 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. All right, well, I'll take that one then. Chev, do you have any thoughts on – T. Higgins is, uh, let's see, wide receiver 10 on DLF, wide receiver 5 on keep trade cut. High, low, just right? I, I, don't, know if he ever, I, I don't know if he ever gets there to that kind of level with Jamar Chase there. I think it's going to be very hard for him to land in that area. I mean, I think he was wide receiver 22 or wide receiver 24 last season, which he had a good season. I think he's an incredible player. I love T. Higgins calling out of college. I was probably – really high up there. I think he was like a Michael Thomas kind of player to me. I think it's kind of like what Rashad Bateman is too. I think he will have the production. I think he's closer to 10 than he is five for me. I think there's a couple other guys who are just going to hold their spots. Cooper cup. I mean, those guys that are getting older, I get T Higgins is younger, but those guys are going to command the offense. Like a Devonte Adams, like those guys are still going to be there no matter how bad we don't want them to be. And we can't just throw T. Higgins into that category, in my opinion. Let's also not forget just one last thing. T. Higgins was the 33rd pick in the draft. So, I mean, he was just one pick shy of being a first-round draft pick. And I do believe Joe Burrow, the Bengals asked Joe Burrow, who do you want here? He picked, he handpicked T. Higgins. Probably handpicked Jamar Chase, too, though. He did. Probably. (laughs) Yeah. Remember, everyone said they're stupid for taking Jamar Chase. 
Uh, they should have taken the tackle. They might not have gotten to the Super Bowl without Jamar Chase. Maybe. Possibility. Maybe. Maybe. We'll never know. I wish they would have won that Super Bowl too. But, you know, like Jerry. Yeah, me too. So uh, that is going to wrap us up for today. Down a little bit. Just want to remind everybody once again, head on over to Underdog, play the best best ball on the planet, and they will match 100% of your deposit up to $100 right now. SeatGeek, more than just games, go to concerts too. Use the promo code Dynasty Rewind for $20 off your first purchase. If you want some killer uh, Dynasty Rewind swag, radioglobal.com. Uh, use the promo code Rewinder for 10% off my old Dynasty Rewind merchandise. So for Nate, Chef and Pork. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thanks for listening, everybody.